Steve Moore with more money. This is WABC Talk Radio, and now we get to our important section of the show where we talk about your finances and the finances of the country and how you can make more money. So we have nobody better in the business than Ryan Payne of Payne Capital Management. Uh, Ryan, good to be with you. Uh, let's start with uh, the Fed rate hike, which was the big economic news of the day. Uh, you know, I'm kind of on the fence on this one personally, whether that was necessary or not. We do see commodities falling in price. We do see um, some reduction in the inflation rate over the last few months. And so there's a lot of worry that these uh, rate hikes, including the last one, um, and by the way, there have been, I think, nine rate increases over the last um, year or so. Uh, from 0.5% to 5% now. Do you think this was necessary? Yes and no. Um, First off, they backed off, right? It was expected they were going to do 50 basis points. We had three bank failures in the country. But I think the fear was, if you're in Jay Powell's shoes, the Federal Reserve chairman, is if they did nothing, we'd start wondering, is the banking system really messed up? So I think they kind of had to follow suit with another rate increase just to show that they're not that concerned about the banking system. And I think, you know, that's kind of where they're between a rock and I'd call it a soft place because, you know, the economy is starting to soften. Inflation is coming down. I mean, oil now under $70 a barrel, which is a huge tax rebate for the American consumer, right? right? We all benefit from that. And to your point, I mean, commodity prices in general. So I think we are in that disinflationary uh, you know, er- error that we've been talking about. And I think the Fed here is going to start really starting to dial back their monetary policy. We might even see a pause at the next meeting. So I, I think we're almost done there. And I think that is actually, I would say from a, uh, an investment perspective, a very optimistic sign. So we have uh, about um, a number of banks that are have failed, including Silicon Valley Bank. And there's rumors that there are several dozen more that are in trouble. Is this what do you think about investing in the bank stocks right now? You've got the big four, basically, you know, City and J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo. And then you have, you know, the smaller, more medium sized banks. Is this a time to flee, flee from the uh, banks or maybe there are some bargains out there? Yeah. Well, I, I think the big banks are too big to fail. Right. You, the government would right. step in. <laughs> That's for sure. J.P. Morgan yeah, they would all of a right. sudden you know, have a liquidity problem. So I think that the big banks are probably safe. They're probably not a bad place to invest. Regional banks, there'll probably be some bargains, but I wouldn't be a hero here. Um, you know, they really haven't rebounded much. Um, and there's just too many what ifs right now because we don't know, you know, how much money is going to leave, how many depositors are going to leave the regional banks. So I think there's just too many uh, walls of worry to, to really climb uh, when it comes to the regional banks here. So I'd be careful there. I think the big banks are perfectly fine. You know, they're perfectly solvent ever since the financial right. crisis. They're in much better shape than they were. They trade cheaply and they pay nice dividends. But the regional banks, I wouldn't be a hero here, Steve, even though I think there will so be what, some value long term. Well, what sectors do you like right now? Well, I still like value over growth. Um, right. I, I do like the international markets. You know, one thing we've talked about week over week, which I don't get talked about enough, is China is coming out of lockdown this year. And they have a lot of consumers that buy a lot of goods right. and services around the world. And yep. specifically, if you're in Japan or you're in Europe, you disproportionately benefit from that versus the United States. Um, and their currencies, specifically the Japanese yen, is very cheap versus the Chinese yuan. So, you know, globally, everyone benefits from China reopening. Um, if you look at the foreign markets, they're a lot cheaper than the U.S. markets. Um, and I do think that, you know, the large banks are a good place to be. 
I think energy exposure is still critical here, even though oil has come down a lot. Um, you know, the energy companies are making a lot of money and energy fossil fuels aren't going away for a long time. Um, so all great places to be. You know, technology's had a great run this year. I wouldn't get suckered into putting all your money into technology. They still trade very expensively. So I think there's still a lot of problems there. But spreading that money out globally right now, I think, is the play. And, you know, I wouldn't waste time here. I mean, look, inflation's coming down. Uh, employment market still remains strong. This is a recipe for what we call that soft landing we've been talking about. So explain to our listeners who may not be financial pros like you are. There are a few better than you are in terms of um, investing advice. But explain how it is that when you have um, a, a period of rising interest rates, as we've seen from the Fed now, from 0.5% to uh, 5%, I say, like, who do they think they are, uh, you know, <laughs> Ferrari? <laughs> or is it from zero to uh, 500? But um, why is that bad for people who own bonds? Uh, it's kind of explain that to people. So in other words, the banks are losing money because the interest rates are rising and they're holding a lot of longer term debt at lower interest rates. So could you walk us through that? Right. So that's what happened with Silicon Valley Bank is they were putting a lot of the money that they were getting from depositors into long-term government bonds, which is a very Wait, safe Hold investment. on. Stop, stop right there. Stop right there. Why? Why would they, you know, because back then interest rates were so low, it just seems like a dumb move to be investing a lot of money in bonds because it seemed pretty obvious that rates were going to have to rise. So I'm just kind of puzzled by that. It's a great point, and I think the problem is bankers are using other people's money, <laughs> not right. their own money, and they got right. greedy because you know by putting the money into longer-term treasury bonds, they got a little bit of yield that was better than they were paying you and me, the depositors at the bank, and making right. a little spread there. But it was like right. penny-wise, dollar-foolish. Right. To your point, you know, anyone that knows anything about risk management knows when interest rates go up, bond prices go down, and if all your money right. is out long-term and in the bond market, well, it doesn't matter if you're in a safe bond, they're going to depreciate in value quickly. And all of a sudden, when they needed liquidity, they had to sell those bonds at a loss. Mm. It was very problematic. A oh, very I obvious see. issue, but in my opinion, pure greed on the banker's fault, you know, on the banker's, uh, you know, decision making. And I think the bottom line is that's the problem with these bankers. It's not their money. So they take enormous so, amount of risk. Uh, we just got a couple minutes left. So uh, what about buying bonds now? Should people steer clear of that or what? that should almost always be part of your portfolio, shouldn't it? I agree. And I think I would lock into bonds here because yields have gone. You just mentioned we have a Ferrari yeah. here <laughs> with interest <Right>. rates, <laughs> uh, which I love that that analogy. Um, you know, rates right now are at over a 10-year high. So you're able to lock into a, a bond portfolio where you're getting right. yields you haven't gotten in over a decade. Now, why that's important, too, is it looks to me like you're already seeing it in the Treasury market. Interest rates are already starting to come down in anticipation that. that inflation is going to come down. So not only are you locking into great yields, but the opposite happens when rates go down. Bond prices start to go up. So I think the, the big mistake you'll make here is don't lock up your money in a one-year Treasury paying 4 or 5%. Right. Because that money comes due in a year, and if rates are a lot lower, you have what you call reinvestment risk. I'd go uh -huh. out longer term here because, again, I'd lock into these rates because, look, the market's telling you inflation's coming down. Rates aren't going to be this good forever. Don't So don't don't lock in short term here. Lock in a little bit longer term. That's Ryan Payne of Payne Capital Management. Ryan, thanks so much for your uh, analysis, as always. Uh, we will be right back. This is the More Money Show. I hope you're all having a great Saturday, and we will be right back with more analysis of what is happening in, in this topsy-turvy market.
hey, and if you're thinking to yourself right now, like you need to figure out what to do right now. You know that interest rates are better right now. You might be sitting in cash trying to figure out what to do, trying to figure out your retirement plan. Well, here's your shot to do it. We keep 10 slots open on every show. If you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement, myself, my dad, Bob, will run for you our total financial master plan and we'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review that my firm, Payne Capital Management, that's P-A-Y-N-E, will run for you at no cost. There's no other firm out there that will do this work up front. We go as far as building you your own personalized financial portal. We're going to give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture and just hone in on every financial issue you need to address today, whether it's an income plan for retirement. How do you take Social Security? Well, there's lots of ways to take it. Only one right way for you. How do you draw from your portfolio without running out of money? We put together a full income game plan so you can live off your portfolio without running out of money and factoring in inflation. Your costs are going to double over the next 20 years just because inflation is going higher. You need an income plan to solve for that. We're going to look at diversification. Has your portfolio been all over the place? This markets have been extremely volatile. Or are you still sitting in cash? Paralysis by analysis, not sure what to do. Well, we're going to put together for you a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. And we're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you high cost, tax inefficient products like annuities, life insurance products, mutual funds, structure products, mutual funds. We're going to do a deep dive of every investment you own, show you how to reduce all the hidden costs and optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make. It's what you take. I'm going to give you our full tax playbook. We have 10 slots. We're going to keep it open for the whole show. If you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement, all you need to do is call or text at 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. We have 10 slots. If you've saved over a million dollars, simply call or text right now at 844-752-6692. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So I have a special guest with me today, my colleague, certified financial planner at my firm, Payne Capital Management. Of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. I have Mr. Aaron Destin here today. Aaron, great to have you on the show with me today, man. Hey, great to be here, man. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bob's Goffin, so I need the backup team. So uh, you came through, which I appreciate. Um, you know, and Aaron, in our, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, you know, we work with over a 1,000 families or so, and we pretty much advise people on every aspect of their financial planning and investing. And really through trial and error, we've come up with a lot of beliefs and philosophies over the years. This is like my 21st year in the business. So then we can just talk about a couple of statements when it comes to financial planning that either jive with our viewpoint or not. And I thought maybe you could chime. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. 